Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the episode called What Would Kim Do? And this is where I read different scenarios, challenges, dating blunders, and really any problem that you guys need. So I am going to tell you exactly what to do to help you through it. So let's get into it. The first one is from Mimi. I love this question because it's a it's a really short question, but I have a very long answer and you'll see what I mean. She starts out by saying, where can I find quality men? Online dating is awful. They focus on appearance and not intelligence and not on the emotional side. Oh my gosh, if I had a dollar for every time I heard this question, I would be a very wealthy woman. And it's not just from women, okay? I hear this from men too. I know women listening to this are really shocked to hear this. But again, I work with men and men ask where the quality women are just as much. So I think I want to start out answering this question with a question. I would love to know, Mimi, how you are defining quality. And this goes for all of you. What, you know, if you were to take out a piece of paper right now and you really like, you know, put the specifications and define what quality means to you, what is that? Is it someone you, you know, want in the same financial bracket as you? Or do you want somebody wealthier than you? Is it somebody who doesn't cheat? Is it someone who communicates well? Like, what is it? And then I'd love for you to take a look at your definition because the answer of where they are actually lies within your definition. If you're not finding them, it's because something needs to shift within you. Because again, the people that you're encountering who you're defining as not quality, maybe you're not going to the right places. Maybe it's your approach. Maybe it's your mindset. Maybe it's your perspective. Because again, we can't change those guys. All we can do is do something different with ourselves so that we get different results. I know I say that all the time. I'm like a broken record already. But it's true. We all have different definitions. So do something different to get a different result. So for example, if quality means someone who is financially stable, then go to the places where those men hang out. I know that sounds pretty like fundamental and almost, you know, grammar school, but it's true. Like I spoke to a woman the other day and she's like, I don't understand. I want to find like sophisticated guys who dress well and who have the financial means to take me out. And I said, well, that's great. But like, where are you going right now to meet those kind of guys? And she's like, oh, well, usually I like to go to bars. And when does she go to bars? Well, usually after 10 at night and because she likes to go dancing and she drinks all night. And I'm not saying that financially stable people don't do that, but that's all she was doing. 
And so she wasn't finding the guys there. (laughs) And so it was really just kind of creating a different dating plan for her so that she was going to more sophisticated hotels where some of those guys were hanging out and whatnot. So you get my drift. That's the first thing to look at is what you are defining as quality. The second kind of part of this question is your statement of online dating is awful. Well, I kind of have to agree with you. I mean, if online dating is awful because you think it's awful, then it's awful. And what I mean by that is that if that is your reality and that is your perspective, then it probably is awful for you. I'm not disagreeing with you. And what I find is that usually when people say that, because I hear this a lot, it's because there's that burnout happening. I just did another podcast on that, in fact, so I encourage you to go back and listen to the dating burnout episode. But if that's happening, it's usually based on having either bad experiences or not you know, getting out into the real world and having some balance and all you're doing is just numbing out and swiping. So I don't know you, Mimi, but from the nature of your question, I wonder if that's all you're doing. Is that all you're doing is virtual dating? It's no wonder you're finding this whole experience awful. So I'd encourage you again to do something different. Shake it up. Go out. Go go do some different things. Change your mindset change your perspective, and change your approach. And then let's break it into another part. I told you this is a long answer to a short question. As far as focusing on appearance and, you know, guys not really looking for intelligence or, you know, somebody emotionally connected, well, that simply isn't true. So what is true, and this is where I agree with you, is if you were talking about first impressions, which I think you are because you keep alluding to the fact that, you know, you're meeting guys online. So if that's the case, again, I agree with you. You're right. Because if you're talking about first impressions, guess what? We all look at appearances, right? Women do that too. In fact, just to back this up with research, just so you know, I'm not, you know, just kind of saying this in my opinion, Research states it only takes 30 seconds to make that first impression. And with Bumble and Tinder, you got way quicker. And in the brain, what's happening, what's firing in the brain is that people are making judgments and assumptions based on two things. And this is online and offline. It's the attitude that you have and the clothes that you wear. So the images that you are putting out online is your marketing tool. So yes, that's why it's so important to market the best version of you. It's not changing who you are. It's not that men don't like intelligent people who, and men don't want an emotional connection. But you have to think of your apps, you know, and, and the dating profile as your dating website. You know, what pictures or images are you putting out there? And if you're not getting kind of the the guys that you're wanting, then maybe it's some of the image that you're putting out there. The truth is both sexes make judgments and assumptions based on first impressions and until you get to know that person. But both sexes love and crave emotional connection and intelligence. And I know this to be true because, again, I work with both genders and we're all kind of looking for similar things. And there's a lot of people who aren't. 
So it's, again, what you put out is what you get back. And if you're not finding that with the men that you meet, you have to do something different with you to get a different result. All right. Enough about that. I think you uh, you all get it. Okay. Question number two. It says, hi, Kim. I noticed a lot of times with online dating, men ask to exchange numbers. And when they don't call, I try calling and there's no answer. What is behind that? It freaks me out that they have my number now. Can you shed a little different perspective? Well, call me old-fashioned, but I still believe that the man should always initiate the call. And if that is your belief in your comfort zone too, then it's up to you to drop the hanky and let him know that. But you can, you can still be fun and cute about it. Because here's the thing, ladies, some, some guys are just shy. They're shy and they don't want to feel like, you know, that if they overstep their bounds or they make a move, they don't want to be rejected. So they may offer almost like a little exchange or hint, or sometimes guys even offer their number just to see how you react. Full disclosure, that happened to me with my boyfriend of five years, <laughs> okay? When I first met him, and by the way, I met him on a field trip, right? Like unsuspected place in the world that I <laughs> that anybody would ever meet anybody. But like I always say, everywhere and anywhere is a chance to meet somebody special. So that happened to me. And without going into the long story, I think I even told the story before, the first thing, I mean, I knew there was attraction. I knew there was a connection. He gave me his card and we laugh about it today. So if he's listening, it's okay. Um, and I, I was like, dude, what the heck? I, what do I, I am not, you know, I'm thinking in my head, I am not going to call you. So I had to be coy as a woman and figure out a cute way to get him to call me. And so I practiced what I preach, ladies, and I did. I dropped the hanky. And so what I did is I took the card and I just kept flirting with him the rest of the day. And, um, strategically what I did is actually my son got a splinter in his finger. This is a funny story. And so I had to talk to a couple people and get their numbers so that I knew where to catch people up after I got the splinter out because we were, you know, out and about. And so of course he was in that group text. And then I knew strategically that then he would have my number I know I'm so sneaky, but this, you know, sometimes you have to do, you have to move things a little bit. And so he, he took the bait. And so when he saw my number, um, he called me over and said, oh, so which, which one is your number? I said, oh yeah, this, this one's my number. So feel free to, um, if you need to personally contact me, use that one, wink, smile. And the rest was history because then he was on it. You know, he texted me after, he asked me out and there it goes. Now, if I just got pissed off in the beginning that he took my card, I would not have been in this five-year relationship. So it just shows you, you always have to be open and give people the benefit of the doubt. But you do have to drop some hints and let guys know that you're interested. So going back to your scenario, your question, 
this is all about being in your feminine, you know, what we're talking about and receiving. And if a man really wants to talk to you and really wants to see you, then he will. But you may need to help him along. And so, like, let's say it is online and he wants to do the exchange. You could say something cute like, oh, I would love to hear your voice and chat, smiley face. And I would love it even more and be more comfortable if you called me and then give him your number. And if it freaks you out giving your, you know, your own number, you can always create a Google voice number if that makes you more comfortable. And that way all things are covered. But this way, the ball's in his court, and you also gave him permission and told him what you like. And that's setting the tone. Guess what? That is setting the tone for what you expect and having a guy earn you. And so if he does take that hint, and then he takes the number, and he takes the bull by the horns, and he actually calls you, that's what you want. But if it if it's up to you and then you try calling and you're chasing the guy, that never feels good for anyone, even for the man. So hopefully that helped. All right. Question number three. Okay. This one's a doozy. Ready for it? <laughs> Are there any normal guys out there? For me, it's not normal for a man age 45 to 55 to look for challenge or adventure and not to have clear boundaries and expectations at that age. Just to wander around from woman to another is more appropriate for someone who's in their 20s rather than 50s. Who cares if I call them first? I am 50 years old and I do what I want. Why I should keep my feelings as a mystery just to approve his desire for challenge that's not normal anymore. That's immature and insecure behavior, Cindy. Oh, Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Uh, I think that wasn't that something, Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Um, I, dete <laughs> I detect some hurt here for sure. Um, I'm not sure what happened in your past and would love to help you with that. In fact, if you're listening, it'd be great for you to come on the podcast so I can help you. But there, there is a sense of like, you know, bitterness and you have some anger. I'm just wondering also with that, how it's leaking when you talk with men. You know, how is it leaking in your body language, the way that you approach interacting with them, all of that? Because usually that negativity and, you know, things that maybe we've had hurt in the past or, you know, experiences that we're drawing upon, it oozes out unbeknownst to us. It's almost subconscious in the way that like we communicate little things that we might say and even what's written on our face. So I definitely would like slow down and take a look at that. And it also seems like you feel that the courting phase is too much of like game playing. I hear that a lot. Like, you know, oh, I don't want to do these games anymore. I'm a relationship person. I just want to get to the relationship. And in your mind, you almost feel like it's immature, like it's something that only, you know, kids do kind of thing. But I think there may be a little bit of misinterpretation of his desire for a challenge and men being insecure and, you know, treating this as too much like a game. Being in your feminine, receiving, 
And allowing things to grow in the courting phase is the key to attraction. It's primal. It's in all of us. It's, it's you know, call it a game, call it courting, what, whatever semantics you want to say. But if you think of it as fun and something that's innate and that is in us, you'll have a different perspective on it. I mean, if we're just like going back to the caveman era, right? Our, our mantra since the dawn of time, men always want to provide and protect and women want to be cherished and loved. And, you know, you kind of have to think back in the day when the man went hunting and he wanted to please his woman. And what did he do? He captured something and he got the piece of meat and he came to the cave and he knocked on the door and he offered his the meat on the plate to you as an offering. <laughs> he, he did something for you. And that woman may have had a piece of meat in the refrigerator in that cave, but that's not the point. <laughs> accepting the meat, accepting that he did something for you and embracing it and how good that felt. He felt good that he earned you and you earned him. It was doing things for each other is what was the focus. But Cindy, not only are you slamming the door when he shows up with that meat, but you're taking the meat and you're literally hitting it over, hitting him over the head saying, I already have this. Stop playing games. Right? So the bigger conversation is about uh, you know, the the receiving. It's As women, yes, of course, we are gaining a lot of independence and we can do things on our own. But so many independent women that I talk to, they say, gosh, it would be so nice to have a man help out every now and then. And men... It's, it's their pleasure to do that for us. It's, it's something they want to do. And sometimes when you don't allow that, it can feel emasculating to them. They may feel like there's no place for them. So overall, it's not a game. It's a sense of earning one another. It's a sense of, of joy and reception and giving and taking. It's our masculine. It's our feminine. Okay, next question. I'm shy and lack confidence. Every time I contact someone on an app, I get anxiety and I don't know what to say. I'm always second guessing every message I send and overthink stuff. Also, I'm wondering if it's even the right time to look for someone since my studies are eating up a big chunk of time and energy. Oh, wow. Okay. So, well, first of all, it sounds like you get in your head a lot. Is that you? And my guess is that you probably experience this anxiety and overthink things offline too. Am I right? What is it that you are worried about? Like if you think about what's ruminating in your head, you know, every time you contact somebody in an app or every time you walk into a social event or where there's people around, what goes on in your head? Are you worried about not being good enough? Are you worried about not doing it right? Are you worried about failure? Write a list of all the horrible things that you think might happen if you say the wrong thing and what you ruminate about. And then I want you to look at that list. Does it look ridiculous when you see it in a list? 
You know, do you think that men would be horrified by the fact that a great gal said, hi, how's your day? You know, I mean, I think we're just our own worst enemy every single time. We always think that things are breaking news that are like, it's like huge in our head, but really at the end of the day, it's not a big deal to the outside world. So I think there's a little bit of that going on. I think you're making it way bigger than it is. And it probably is deeper rooted. And my guess is you've been struggling with this for a, a while. And it, it's something that I help people all the time with. And it's really just, you know, learning how to ask questions, getting more personal and getting out of your head. So one tip I will give you, and this is something that everyone can do, instead of thinking what to say, take a look at their profile and find something that you're curious about and ask them. You know, like, can you ask them about their trip to Spain or their passion for travel and food, if that's what they're giving you in their profile? I mean, too many times people get tripped up with what to say and like, you know, if they're saying the right thing and they they don't want to be boring or whatever it is and being present with what people are already offering. You'll sound way more interesting. You'll sound way more connected asking them about something without like this canned line or response. I get this all the time. Like women will ask me, Kim, can you just give me like a few lines to, to talk to these guys about, you know, what, what works with all your other clients? Just write down like five lines. And my answer is I won't do it. I simply won't do it because then we get caught up in a script. We get caught up in doing something that's not authentically you and the engagement becomes disconnected. And I see this happen every single time. So the more, and the, by the way, this is what I teach offline too. The more you can get you know, curious about people and really offer something more personal, that's when connection and conversation becomes more real. And then there's the part of the question I want to address about if you're wondering if it's the right time. I have a feeling there will never be a right time for you, just given your question. So when I hear some fears and insecurities around this stuff, I find that people will find any kind of excuse to delay or take action. So there's no time like the present. The time is now. Just do it. Um, if you don't have time and you get asked out by 10 guys, that's a fantastic problem to have, isn't it? Then you can determine whether or not you have time. But until you start just putting yourself out there and start getting some action, how can you even worry about having time? Because right now you're wasting time thinking about the time. So just do it. All right. Do we have time for one more? <laughs> All right. I'll have one more and then you'll have to wait till next time. Okay. The last one, it says, hi, Kim. It's obviously me getting in my own way. I'm attractive. I'm 28. I just enjoy being at home and I'm an introvert. I live in a small city, so I drive or I have others drive to me for dates. I almost never want a second date. This has happened at least with 15 guys. And the guys I see online that I do want, well, very few, I can't seem to keep their attention online. It has to be me. I've been single for a year and a half. And she wrote that in all capital letters, by the way. And when I go out, I seem to have better luck, but I've never gotten a date. 
out of meeting a guy in real life yet, Tiffany. Well, Tiffany, I love you already. And and (laughs) just the fact that you are looking at yourself as the key to changing all of it is awesome because that is, as you know, this is what I preach. This is when things happen and change. But at the, you know, at the same time, I don't want you to blame or be hard on yourself either, you know, but rather look at it as a way, you know, that you can empower yourself and you can do things to take action to do something different. And I always say when something happens once or twice, that means it's just an isolated incident, right? Isolated event. But if it's something happening 15 times, like you said, then yes, it's a pattern and you have to look at that. So, you know, per your question, you have some challenges being in a small town for sure, coupled with the fact that you are calling yourself an introvert. So I see why you've fallen into relying on the virtual dating. But the truth is you you need to start exercising your social muscle because even when you go out on these virtual dates, the introversion is going to still be there. Like it doesn't magically disappear just because you get a virtual date. So we have to address that first. Like I, this happens all the time with clients that I work with, you know, they'll say, well, you know, this isn't working and that isn't working. And it's like, well, even if I got you a zillion dates, the kind of core problem is still going to exist. So you got to tackle that first. So what I would do to start is to hone in on your conversational skills, you know, because if you're getting tripped up with just conversation and you're feeling really shy, then it's a must. Um, there are, you know, and just to give you little tips here, there are three phases in conversation. There's the initiation phase, right? That's where you initiate a conversation. There is engagement and sustainment, meaning how long do you hang in there and can sustain a conversation? And then the final phase is a connection. And what I mean by that is that there's some indication that you made a personal connection with that person because they either ask for your number, you talk about wanting to see each other again, and maybe there's even some attraction. It sounds like you are getting tripped up in the second and the third phase to keep things going and making a real connection and having that attraction factor happening. Because you keep saying, well, I, you know, I keep going out with them and and I don't want a second date. So focus how you can progress that interaction through the use of your, you know, kind of personal stories and feeling-based conversations rather than just factual or interview style. And that's going to really help, you know, when I go out with people and do my wing girl session or whether they're doing phone coaching with me or even in my group coaching program, I teach people my social engagement formula. And it's really, um, the premise is, is moving people from doing kind of factual Q&A type of conversations to a more personal, heartfelt, feeling-based conversation. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, people are like connect with people and are attracted to people based on how they feel when they're with, you know, one another. It's not what you know, it's how they feel when they're with you. And so when you keep that in mind, you know, you can even do a self-assessment on that. Are you finding yourself just being kind of surfacey when you talk to people? And when I say you, that's not just Tiffany, it's you listening. 
are you just kind of superficial in the way that you're engaging conversations? And if that's true, try to bump it up and share more things about yourself. Tell more stories. All right. Well, that is it for today's episode. I hope that was helpful and more personal to you. And of course, like always, thanks for joining me today. It's been the Charisma Quotient. As always, I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And I have something really exciting to announce. I am doing, once again, my Love Makeover Bootcamp, and it combines a four-day luxury retreat in Florida. Last time I did California, this time I'm doing Florida for you East Coast people. And it's a group coaching course to keep it all going. I'm super excited about this. It's really transformative, and it has sticking power, more importantly. It will really help transform your love life inside and out. If you're interested, click the link you see in the show description for more information and to schedule a call with me to see if it's a fit. Until then, stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. <music>